Proclaiming Resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Holly Powell. I'm a lay person and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I'm also a lay person, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we are pleased to welcome a special guest today. Woohoo! Marlena, do you want to tell them who you are? My name is Marlena Maynard, and I am also a lay person, and I am a member of Church of the Holy Communion in Memphis, Tennessee. Yay! Yay! Church of the Holy Communion being one of the more active churches on Twitter, I think. Uh, We have have, um, a really exciting Twitter ministry. Our uh, Minister of Communications live tweets our 1030 service every Sunday. Oh, is that right? Really? Yes. Holy See Memphis. Oh, wait, I almost said .org. <laughs> There's definitely not a .org <laughs> in, our, in our Twitter handle. But our church Twitter handle is at Holy See Memphis. And um, Kara okay. Modisette is our Minister of Communications, and she does really great work on Twitter. Okay, cool. I, I'd never put all that together. but And I've never seen the uh, 1030 live tweet because I'm generally in <laughs> church, in not church. looking at Twitter. Right, exactly. <laughs> well... Listeners, we will put a link to the Twitter handle of Marlena's Parish in our show notes so that if you want to experience live tweeting of a church service, you can do that. And that's 1030 Central Time, right? Yes, 1030 Central Time. Well, this podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the Collects in the Book of Common Prayer. Now, Collect is kind of a funny sounding word, but it's just another word for prayer, and it's spelled like Collect. As in, you might collect certificates from the international correspondence schools, including professions such as TV VCR repair, computer programming, auto mechanic, bookkeeping, learning the personal computer, electrician, legal assistant, animal care specialist, interior decorating, child daycare, medical dental office, gun repair, florist, teacher aide, catering and gourmet cooking, electronics, air conditioning repair, drafting, hotel and restaurant management, fitness and nutrition, PC repair, or collect your associate's degree in business management or accounting. <laughs> I remember those commercials so clearly. <laughs> I, I, I looked it up on YouTube, and, you know, as soon as Sally Struthers started, do you want to make more money? Sure, we all do. Sure, we all do. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> Man, it was like being in the early 90s all over again. (laughs) A random story about vocation is that when I was in high school, every high school student in my school had to take this career aptitude test where it asked you a series of questions about things you liked and didn't like, and then it spat out this list of of careers you would be good at. (laughs) Now, don't ask me anything about what this test, like what its scientific merits were, what it was even called. I don't remember. All I know is that it told me I should be a long range truck driver. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so heartbroken. Like here I was thinking about going to med school and this thing's like, nope, how about you just drive? I remember when I took one of those, one of the suggestions was that I should be a dictionary editor. 
um, <gasps> which I would actually love. And then other, yeah. other other ideas included being a musician or a clergy person, which I do one of those things now. I'm a musician. <laughs> In a church, so in a church, so yeah, I'm, yeah, and, I, and I'm a musician in a church too. So, I guess it wasn't too far off for me. And that's pretty good for one of those tests, given their <laughs> suboptimal track records. Or maybe Holly, Holly, maybe you would just be a really good long haul truck driver. I mean, I might be the best one the world has ever seen, <laughs> but nobody knows it. I do commute two hours a day, so that might be wow. So, before we get into the collect, which we've kind of gone astray already, Marlena, get used to it. Um, it's okay. I listened to the whole episode on Amy Grant, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it took me back to when I was a kid with my Walkman riding my bike and listening to Amy Grant's greatest hits. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Brendan? Do you have something to tell us? Yes, I do. Retraction. 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 <laughs> call retraction. The web demands satisfaction. It's time for another retraction. So this is actually in regard to the Amy Grant episode. Holly, do you remember when we were having a dispute about whether or not the car stopped as if it were running out of gas when it was attempting to run down Amy Grant? Yes. And you pointed out that there was definitely some bumper on those mom jeans. Indeed. (laughs) And then I asserted that it was hard to tell because after Amy was hit by the car twice, or almost hit by the Mm -hmm. car twice, uh, there was a freeze frame. I was watching the video again, and there is not, in fact, a freeze frame. (gasps) what I don't really know what that means other than I just wanted to honor the artistic integrity of the editing of that video yes that's fair and I regret the error thank you for your honesty (laughs) (laughs) on behalf of your listeners I also thank you for your honesty and transparency (laughs) in bringing this to our attention you're, you're very welcome we in the collect call pay a great attention to detail. <laughs> and if you didn't know that already, you sure know it after listening to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was looking at it because we spent something like five minutes talking about the curtain of feet. And they literally <laughs> are on screen for maybe a full second. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It was a, it was an indelible image, though, you know. <laughs> the, the feet are very striking. The feet are very striking. I bet that's something you didn't think you'd say today. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I did not expect to say that today. Well, well, is it time to pray? I think it probably is. Marlena, would you like to read today's collect? I would love to. Almighty and everlasting God by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified. Receive our supplications and prayers, which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 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 I heard a cat praying with us. 
Yes, it was really hard not to crack up in the middle of that because my cat was <laughs> was meowing. Can, can you tell us about your cat's vocation and ministry? <laughs> well, my cat's name is Sophie, which is sort of a play on an opera character from Der Rosenkavalier uh, named Zulfie and wisdom personified, which is Sophia. Mm. Sophie has a very strong vocation for wisdom and uh, for for meditating on mysteries of life and the universe and everything. She likes to chase the red dot. And, <laughs> and she's very vigilant against the red dot. She has she has a special gift for healing, uh, which mm. is that she can she can come up to a person who is in physical or emotional pain and purr and make them feel better. That's excellent. That's a great vocation. See, yes. the thing is, I, I also have a cat named after an operatic character. Oh. His name is Votan, uh, because when he was a kitten, <laughs> he had an eye excellent. infection. And his vocation is running away from things and being a wimp. <laughs> But he's really pretty. He's a black, long-haired cat. But but he basically runs away if you look at him. So you have to admire him stealthily. Well, so vocation. Like, I was going to say he sounds like an excellent cat. Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, just, as cats go. I really like cats. Love well, you're on the right first. podcast. Well, so today's collect <laughs> is... The collect for all Christians in their vocations, which is why we keep talking about vocations so much, in case you hadn't figured that out yet. Where do we want to start with this? I kind of feel like I hear this prayer a lot, or some version of it a lot. I say it in morning prayer a lot. Yeah, it's it's a couple of different places in the Book of Common Prayer. It's in the collects for Good Friday, which I think is a really interesting choice. And it's also in uh, listed as one of the prayers for mission in the morning prayer service. Okay. I, it's hard for me to believe that I didn't recognize that that's where it comes from, but that totally explains why it's familiar. And also it tells you how badly out of the praying morning prayer habit I am. It's okay. It's okay. We forgive you. Most people yeah. are out of the habit of, of praying morning prayer, I think. <laughs> it's kind of... It's true. I'm more familiar with morning prayer uh, with the right one language, and I like the version of this prayer in right one because you get to use godly as an adverb, because instead of the word devoutly, it has um, that in their vocation and ministry, they may truly and godly serve, serve thee. Ooh. I just like, I like the rhythm of that. I, I like the way it sounds, even though it means basically the same thing. So why don't we try just breaking this prayer down? First, we have the attribution. Uh, so, Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified. Uh, so that's the property of God that we're talking about. God's spirit. Right. Okay. I have I've prayed this prayer a lot, and I've never really thought that much about this attribution until we were preparing for this episode. I really like this because it reminds me that the whole body of the church is is sanctified by God's spirit and that each part of the body is is important and is holy. This opening part of this prayer really speaks to me uh, in a new way looking at it this time. 
That also explains a little bit why this prayer, in addition to being used in morning prayer, is also one of the collects that is used in the Good Friday service, because Mm -hmm. Good Friday is, of course, one of the days we're super comprehensive in the scope of our prayers, and this is certainly touching on that theme. So then we move on to say, receive our supplications and prayers. Supplications, man, we just don't supplicate enough. Nope. Which we offer before you for all members of your holy church. Our friend Marion Hatchett points out that this is a very old prayer. It comes from the Galatian and Gregorian sacramentaries, but it wasn't until Cranmer got a hold of it that he changed it to say all members of your holy church. It used to say all orders, which many people felt... Although laity is an order of ministry in the church, uh, many people felt excluded from the previous version because it didn't, it just referred to orders. Yeah, which would make a lot Mm. of people think of holy orders. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So the members is a little more explicitly inclusive. Okay, so we're asking God to receive our prayers for all members, not just those in ordained orders, uh, that all those people in their vocation and ministry may truly and devoutly serve you. Let's talk about this question of vocation and ministry. What, what are we talking about here? Vocation, actually, if we're, if we're going word nerd, it actually has two different de- definitions, one of which is your career, your main source of employment, It can also mean a calling to a particular type of work. So you could say, um, I I feel like I have a vocation to to help people. That might not necessarily be a your actual job, but something that you feel called to do. Right, and I wonder if it's that second sense that this prayer may be directing us toward, because we are saying this prayer in the context of vocations of all members of the church, that in their vocation and ministry, they may truly and devoutly serve you. I don't know, you know, you and I have talked quite a bit about our secular jobs and how they do or do not make us feel closer to God. Marlena, what about you? Um, you're a church musician. What is that? Well, um, I actually, I am far from a full-time church musician, though. I, I am a section leader in the choir um, at Church of the Holy Communion, and I am a cantor. But my work there is, uh, it's part-time. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. on an independent contractor basis. So a lot of my work is also secular. Um, I'm currently working on a Doctor of Musical Arts degree at the University of Memphis. And a lot of my work um, in that and and also outside of that is in opera. And opera uh, is often very secular. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there, there's a lot of, of sort of not church-related stuff at all things that happen in opera. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and the other thing that I do is I teach voice lessons. Some, sometimes I feel very much that my that my work um, is is ministry, even the secular work that I do, because music uplifts people, or it can uplift people, and it can bring people together as as a community in a special way. Sometimes that's harder to see than others. Uh, for instance. 
the, the show that I'm currently in is Pagliacci, The Clowns, by, uh, by Leon Cavallo. Leon Cavallo. I need to say his name better. It's by Leon Cavallo. <laughs> and in the final scene, spoiler alert, one of the clowns <laughs> murders his wife. That's not. That's maybe not the most Christ-like moment uh, of my artistic uh, life, but it, but it's it's a part of the art form, and I think that that those stories that we tell tell us a lot about who we are as as humans and as a culture, and and well as cultures because this is from it's a, it's a piece from Italy. Yeah, I mean, so, sometimes I feel that that my work is super connected. Um, to my faith, and sometimes I feel that it's maybe less directly connected to my faith. So, Marlena, I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I am actually a bit of an opera geek. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. And oh, of course, because your cat's name is Votan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, at the risk of uh, taking our listeners down uh, an opera rabbit hole, so I, I might have to edit this out. <laughs> But I'm curious, um, what are what are some of the roles that you do most commonly? I have sung Don Anna in Don Giovanni. Uh, that's a that's a favorite of mine, and uh, the Countess in Le Nozze di Figaro. I really like Mozart. That's my happy place. Well, that's awesome. Thanks. Very cool. You know, Holly, I think you and I ended up talking quite a bit about our secular careers during our Labor Day episode. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I'm not really sure that I have anything to add uh, about what I think about beyond that. I and mean, it's only been like three weeks, so I haven't reached any new insights about my career. <laughs> no, I haven't either, sadly. But, you know, neither of us have really talked about our vocations in the church. Uh, because oh, uh, unlike Marlena, neither of us even work for a church part time, uh, right. let alone full time. Although I used to. Oh, that's true. You did. And you were in a diocesan office, which is one of the real hopes that Jesus had in mind for the world. Basically, (laughs) yes. His, his, uh, I'm sure you recall his stunning sermon about, you know, the, the kingdom of God is like a ledger in which you balance (laughs) the books of 35 churches. Um, I think that a big part of, of, what I, I didn't know my vocation was until a couple of years ago is is what I'm spending my Monday evening doing, you know? Yeah. I think that the podcast has awakened some part of me that feels authentic. You know, I've been on plenty of church committees and vestries, and now I'm on the executive council um, of the national church or whatever we call that, the multinational church. And that's great, and I'm very good at that. It's what I do in my day job. I'm very good at administration. Um, but this is a growing edge, and it's something that I really get a kick out of in a way that uh, sitting in a board meeting just doesn't <laughs> light me up. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Brendan? For me, I, I feel uh, a bit the same way. You know, I used to write a lot when I was but, a kid. You know, and I, I wrote really angsty teenage poetry mm-hmm. um, and things like that. And even even into college, I, I did a fair amount of creative writing. 
you know, it's not necessarily that it was that good, but it was the process of being creative that I really enjoyed. Doing the show and some of the stuff that I do with video and all that, it scratches that itch for me. Mm-hmm. And so, and some of the stuff is good and some of it isn't, but it's a chance for me to get better at stuff. And then, you know, I look at our listenership stats from time to time and sometimes, you know, I, I think about it at sometimes and I'm like, oh, we don't have all that many listeners. And then I think about it again. And I'm like, actually, our listeners um, add up to, you know, a, a few decent sized congregations. It feels like we're doing good stuff. I would like to say something about what Holly said, talking about doing um, administrative work and um, accounting and things like that. That is so far outside my skill set. And I am so thankful that there are people in the church who have those skills and have those gifts because I it I, it just amazes me. It, you know, if I had to make sure the trains run on time, uh, metaphorically, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And while you know, I was joking about Jesus and his vision of the diocesan office. So many of his parables actually do have to do with how you account for for money and yep. you know the responsibility to to invest and earn interest uh so even that stuff is important jesus talked way more about money than he did gay marriage just saying true, true. <laughs> amen <laughs> I also, and Brendan, you and I have talked about this some before, that that this podcast has sort of reawakened in me a desire to preach. I know we're both certified. What I mean, we're certifiable, certainly. <laughs> um, what's the word? Well, you have a Licensed. license, Holly. I, I have a license. I, I'm an illegal preacher. Yes, a itinerant illegal preacher. <laughs> I am a licensed lay preacher, which will get you um, a Coke if you add in an additional 50 cents. I'm so thankful for, for doing this podcast because I don't get to preach very often anymore. Um, now that I'm out of the diocesan staff and out, off that kind of circuit, I don't get to do that as much. And, and I'm really grateful that we get to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm grateful that the two of you do this kind of stuff because it um, has uh, stretched my understanding of the collects and it's it's also it's always inspiring to me to see lay people um, doing uh, new and interesting things in ministry. So I'm, well, I'm thankful. For, I'm thankful for your ministry in this podcast. That makes me happy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I had, I recently read a really excellent book on the subject of vocation that I would recommend to to everyone who's interested in the topic called um, Let Your Life Speak by Parker J. Palmer. Um, It was recommended to me by the Reverend Hester Mathis, who is our curate at Church of the Holy Communion. He had some thoughts on vocation that I very much appreciated. If there's time, I'd actually like to share a brief uh, passage from it. There's always time. Our deepest calling is to grow into our authentic selfhood, whether or not it conforms to some image of who we ought to be. As we do so, we will not only find the joy that every human being seeks, we will also find our path of authentic service in the world. 
True vocation joins self and service, as Friedrich Buchner asserts when he defines vocation as the place where your deep gladness meets the world's deep need. Buchner's definition starts with the self and moves toward the needs of the world. It begins wisely where vocation begins, not in what the world needs, which is everything, but in the nature of the human self, in what brings the self joy, the deep joy of knowing that we are here on earth to be the gifts that God created. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love his point that the world needs everything, because if we started with our vocation, with trying to see what the world needed, we would never be able to do it by ourselves. And Mm -hmm. that's why I love being part of, of the body of the church, because each of us has something that we can do. None of us can do everything. That's really powerful. Yeah. We'll also share a link to um, that book that Marlena read from uh, in our show notes in case anyone else wants to check it out and tell us what they think of it. Yep. It's a fast read. I read it on a flight from Memphis to West Virginia, which is where I'm from. So it it didn't take me long to read it. I highly recommend it. Are you an Appalachian? I am. I am originally from a place called Dunlow, West Virginia. Uh, which cool. is um, not close to much of anything <laughs> except Dunlow. Is there a is there a Tudor's Biscuit World there? No, it takes about an it takes about forty five minutes to get to Tudor's Biscuit World from my parents' house. So whenever I drive through West Virginia, I make a point to stop because they are good biscuits. <laughs> they are very good biscuits. Have Have you had a Tudor's Biscuit World biscuit, Holly? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> I was going to say, if you live in Lexington and you haven't had a Tudor's Biscuit, you need to make a trip. <laughs> One of my dear friends lives in Charleston, so I oh. usually make the trip over there once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, if you would like to tell us about your favorite biscuit at Tudor's <laughs> Biscuit World. <laughs> Segway achievement unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going with this? I don't even know. Um, Via Media Collective. Oh, that's right. Um, well, if you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to find others like it, check out the other shows in the Via Media Collective, a network of podcasts with an Anglican sensibility. Find out more on Twitter at VM Collective or on the web at viamediacollective.org. And I think that means that it's time for our Twitter challenge. Woohoo! Marlena, would you like to partake in the Twitter challenge? I would like to, but I didn't think of a tweet yet. It's okay. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> Brendan, would you like for me to go? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Bella is a supermodel. Haughty, beautiful, no use for your love. Bodie is totally an elementary school gym teacher. Hashtag cat vocations. <laughs> <laughs> what if the Twitter challenge is just cat vocations? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we could go with that. We could. <laughs> Sophie, healer, philosopher, diva, hashtag cat vocations. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm working on mine. I've got a lot of cats, so. He does have a lot of cats. How many? It will become apparent in time. How many? You had three and Frank had two when you moved in together? Uh, that's correct. Okay, here yes. we go. Amneris, gargoyle. Cosita, Celia Cruz impersonator. Armistead, movie star. 
Votan, track and field. Maggie, <laughs> furrier. Hashtag cat vocations. Very nice. <laughs> Wait, is one of them a furrier? Did I hear that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best day of my life. <laughs> well, if you would like to tweet us about your cat's vocations, uh, you can do that at the Collect Call or send us an email at the Collect Call at axatemovement.org. Yeah, I'm not putting the Sally Struthers stuff on Pinterest. So, yeah, sorry. Got it. Yeah, that's cool. You can also find our parent organization at axatemovement.org and Brendan, get pumped. What? As of this week, we have now officially upgraded our Facebook and Twitter accounts to the new Acts 8 movement. So you can find us on uh, both Facebook and Twitter at Acts 8 movement. And, you know, you should find us there, especially right now, because, uh, Holly, we are uh, launching a new prayer cycle. Is that right? We are, yeah. Yeah. it's a monthly cycle of prayer which begins on October 1st. Uh, each day has a special intention um, ranging from, from the local parish uh, needs to the, the needs of the churchwide, and it will culminate on November 1st with the installation of our new presiding bishop. So uh, you can head over to Accent Movement and download uh, a PDF of that calendar to share with your friends, wallpaper your home. Or sacristy. Or sacristy. (laughs) And we really hope that you will join us in praying for our church over the next month. Marlena, thank you so much for being with us. Where can our listeners find you? You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I tweet at Marlanard, so it's M-A-R-L-A-Y-N-A-R-D, and my church, uh, Church of the Holy Communion, tweets at holycmemphis.org, and I also recommend their Facebook page where there was recently posted a video of our rector lip-syncing to Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Would you be willing to come back and be with us on our next episode next week? I would love to. Thank you. Yay! Our music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, distributed under a Creative Commons license. Find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And join all three of us next week where we will be talking about the collect for the stewardship of all creation. See you then. Let all mortal flesh keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly minded For with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descended, our full homage to demand. Do you want to make more money? Sure, we all do. So call this free number to find out how easy it is to train at home for a better career. 303-444-4444.